It's the Newlyweds Podcast. Chocolate Snowflake, how are you doing? I am here. Yes. I am in the flesh. I am inhabiting my own body. I am sitting here across from you. Present and accounted for, yes. My lovely naked robot. (laughs) I am super (laughs) naked. I came out here half naked. And doing I the robot to become fully naked, but doing the robot. Yes. So this then, is our life. Then I was like, okay, now it's time for us to do a podcast. Man, we haven't recorded in over a month. It's so approaching embarrassing. Approaching two months. It's horrible. But you want to know something? That's our life. It is. This is the first Saturday we're recording on a Saturday, and it's the first Saturday that you and I have been together in, about a month. In, in over a month. Yeah. You know between. You working between me going out to uh, Freeport, yep. You know to get my my crib ready. Um, it's, and work. Uh, yeah, it's and just it's nuts. Life. It's nuts. Well, I mean, whoever managed to find this uh, this podcast, <laughs> thank you. Yes, we we're still a podcast. <laughs> you know, we only record once every quarter, but that's that's all right. That but means we're, glad we're you rare. Found us. That means we're rare. <laughs> Rare, rare, rare essence. Rare we essence. are rare. Well, what internet. Can I just say? Let me just say hello to the internet and let them let them ident- let identify ourselves. Oh, we should, right? Yes, 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 yes. This is the Newlyweds podcast. My name is Dallas Penn. I'm here alongside my lovely wife, CS. Yes, okay. I'm glad you said that. All right, CS. <laughs> and what's up, internet? I missed you. I have to say that. I mean, I missed you, DP, but I missed this. I missed our podcast. I missed the internet. I have, missed our family. We have tried. We have tried, though. We have tried to... Oh, oh. Here's, here's our... Also, we forgot to introduce Lulu. Hey, Lulu. Come here, Lulu. Who okay. won't talk on the podcast, but you might hear her licking her chops in the background. <laughs> because she often does that. Occasionally, she barks, but really, she's just kind of the silent mascot. When someone's at the door, she makes a little noise. <laughs> Deep in the cup, 
crazy, hazy world we're living in. What the hell is going on? I'll tell you. Tell, tell us. We are in a April Fool's year. Mm. <laughs> you know what? You're right. You're absolutely right. The whole damn year is one long April Fool's It's like, joke. say what? What? <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Seriously. What, what a real comical... Comical in the sense that, all right, this is entertaining... But you know what? Tragicomical. In the sense that, I mean, these are this is our lives that our presidential administration yeah. has us mired in. I'm not even sure if it's comical or it's just the only thing you can do, aside from the siren. Aside from the sirens. <laughs> aside from ringing the siren. Uh, ring the bell. Is uh, is is laugh? This is a classic laughing to keep from crying situation. Like your head will explode trying to keep up with the news, the bad news, the fake news, the real news, and all of the permutations. Yeah. It's just, I mean, you can't. You can't. So the only thing to do is actually try and find some way of processing processing it that doesn't overload you, right? Yeah. And that's through yeah. that's through wry sensibility. It's through humor. It's also through tuning out. <laughs> right. Because it's and, and an it's, overload of information. It's, absolute, it's absolutely giving people fatigue. And you know, but you just have to understand that when you do go back on the internet or turn on the radio, you know, a mere four hours later, the entire world will have changed mm. because that's just what happens. Mm. You know, freeways fall the fuck apart yeah. <laughs> in a fiery blaze. Yeah, you know? freeways just falling down. Right. 
the uh, but, but, President but, Cheeto. But seriously, know, old, old jokes aside, a freeway, a concrete and steel structure, like kind of just collapsing. First of all, concrete and steel burning. To the point of collapse. I just can't wait. Should we? I mean, I assume everybody knows what we're talking yes, about. Yes. Well, let, let's let's discuss this. Okay. So a section of the superhighway that that uh, encircles the city of Atlanta, I eighty five, caught fire. There was a fire under it. Yeah. But that that fire was so toxic and so crazy that it caused the f- part of the freeway just to fall off. Yeah. Just, a big chunk of it, just like like in the movies, like in a Die Hard movie. Like totally. a whole section just went bloop. Totally, like, like like some kind of crazy earthquake, just something crazy. And I mean, that's I feel like this is kind of in a way a metaphor <laughs> for our country. Yo, for real. Seriously, seriously. For I real. mean, one the the workmanship and the construction work <laughs> that would have created this kind of situation has to be totally. The totally forensic sus, guys have to get right? in there. It's gotta totally be sus. sus. Totally has sus. to be sus. Right. Has to be sus. Because I mean, how do you have this big open air fire right. that hot? Right. To, right. No, to fail steel, to fail concrete. You well, building is like notoriously corrupt, right? Absolutely. So you gotta figure some shortcuts happened whenever this superhighway was created back in, like, the 80s um, or the, the 70s? How old no, is the highway? Well, this or is stretch, it more recent than that? I feel like this stretch is more recent. It, it probably had been reworked uh, for when Atlanta got all that, that Olympic money. Oh, so we're looking so that about... Was, wasn't that 96? That's right. So we're probably looking at about a 20, 22-year-old, 23-year-old There's no way that should happened. No way. No, some corners were definitely cut. Especially if it happened in the gear-up to the... To the Olympics, which absolutely, are notoriously, absolutely. notoriously full of graft and yes, bribe. Indeed, and yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Holy cow. Yes, indeed. So, but I'm mad because they're trying to blame it on two crackheads just living their lives. Well, no, 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 so no, no, no. Two crackheads that. are blaming it on some homeless guy. Oh, is that? Oh, that's even worse. That, that, that's like, <laughs> like when is a crackhead's testimony <laughs> compelling enough to be credible? <laughs> But it's Atlanta. It's Atlanta. Some black homeless guy set a chair on fire, which set this whole thing in I mean, motion. Come on. Set, come set on. one of these lawn chairs on fire. Come on. And somehow, listen, listen. Come on. The people will accept that. Black boogeyman people will that accept. That is ridiculous. It's, it's America. People accept that as of right. If it was that easy to take down a fucking superhighway, then everybody who has a gripe would have set a lawn chair on fire underneath the highway well, and watch that thing burn. I hope That's more people ridiculous. don't. I hope more people don't do that. That's ridiculous. I hope more people don't do that because I'm sure across the country there is similar construction. Of course, to this to this I-85 collapse. But that's wrong. That's All right? wrong. We are we have we're just now coming home to roost with. Again, this is 22-year-old construction, the, the, and, and the things we've done within that window, the, the cheaper things right. that we've done even within that window. I know. I'm just mad, though, that, you know, I mean, this dude doesn't have a home. He lost his lawn chair. Right. And now he's getting blamed <laughs> for this? He's, I mean, he's, he's an easy so victim. He's losing. A, he's an easy victim. This poor victim. man. Absolutely. This poor Absolutely. man. Absolutely. This reminds me of a, of a case that... that I mean, um, someone sent him a lawn chair, for Christ's sake. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim.
There's a case going on in New York, out in the area where I'm working in mm-hmm. Howard Beach. Mm-hmm. Last summer, a young lady was was um, attacked. Oh my God! Yes. When did this happen? It happened during the summer. She huh? was jogging uh, in the, like an area that's alongside Jamaica Bay. Okay. So she was attacked. Oh, and, I remember this case. Okay. Right, right, right. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. now they're yeah. they're blaming it on this um, kind of autistic uh, guy. This guy's kind of slow. Yeah. Some black guy from East New York. Somehow came into Howard Beach. Right, unnoticed. <laughs> right. For those of you... Just rambling who, around. <laughs> for those of you who aren't familiar with New York City, uh, and even for those of you who think you're familiar with New York City, I'll tell you that Howard Beach... Is someplace and, that black people do not wander into. Do, do not, not wander randomly. Not at all. Ever. Ever. And, and this young lady was, was uh, attacked during the daytime. And she wasn't she running in like the Jamaica Bay Preserve or something? Yes. So okay, not only did this poor autistic black man have to wander into probably the single most hostile to black people neighborhood in the entirety of New York, but One then mm-hmm. but then he managed to get work his way through the neighborhood to a fucking nature preserve, <laughs> right? Because we know it's, that that's where he wanted to hang out for it's some reason. Horrible. It doesn't it make is, any sense. It makes no sense. It makes it's no horrible. Sense. I can't, I can't accept this. I can't believe this. But this is, um, th- this is where they're tilting me. This is where they're tilting us. You know, what, stay woke. That's all I can the, say. Yeah, listen, listen. Even, even, uh, you know, even with all our our Twitter presence and all our social media presence, we cannot stop the uh, the great old machine of supremacy from turning and grinding and chewing up. There's this the podcast. Innocence. There's this podcast that's uh, called. I think it's called Wrongfully Convicted. Or something like that. Um, and I was listening to it last night. Mm-hmm. 
I don't, I'll have to remember the name of the podcast. It's a really good podcast, but it basically like chases down these stories, right? Mm-hmm. And the guys that run the podcast are basically saying there's no way the vast majority of people that are currently in jail or in prison are innocent mm. because we outpace the entire world in terms of incarcerated people. Yeah. There is no way. Just statistically, there's no way that there's that many people that do bad things. That many bad people here. Here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Right? mm -hmm. We don't have the population for it. Just Mm -hmm. population-wise, China should be outpacing us. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. Okay? Just on that. India. Alone. Outpacing us. Yes. Alone. Just on the numbers game alone. Yes. But then, we all know the problem with the prison industrial complex, right? So it's a for-profit industry, so there have incentives to create, basically, people to fill their facilities. Absolutely. So what they do is they just go through all of these um, kind of stories of people who they've helped exonerate or who are other you know entities have helped exonerate and kind of try and shed light on this as a way to raise awareness about this like real serious problem that's kind of like a rotten part of the rotten core of American society. And the story that they told last night, and I know this is a long-winded way to get to it, but you missed me, internets. I tell long stories. <laughs> <laughs> Is that they're telling the story about this man in Louisiana who's black, who uh, was the victim. His family was a victim of a home invasion. Mm-hmm. They came in the middle of the house. They hogtied him. Mm-hmm. They killed his wife. Mm. And his son, who was, I think, five at the time, like hid under the bed or something. And so it's like kind of escaped. Mm-hmm. He came to the son had run to a neighbor to get help. So when the police came, they found the husband on the floor, hogtied, like hands and feet tied together, Mm -hmm. you know, with a footprint from the assailants on Mm -hmm. his back. Okay. A year later, they still hadn't figured out who had killed his wife and who had done this horrible thing. Mm -hmm. And so there was a lot of pressure on the police department to identify an assailant, someone who is responsible. And so they suddenly decided that the husband must have done it. Mm. The husband, who was hogtied mm-hmm. with the footprint on his back. Okay. So they run in, they bust in, they arrest him in front of his son, who's now like six or almost seven. Okay. And he asks the arresting officer, like, what, what is going on? What are you doing? And the arresting officer says to him, I don't give a fuck about you. I don't give a fuck about your son. I don't even give a fuck about your dead wife. All I know is that someone needs to be arrested for this shit. And apparently it's you today. Mm. Right? They go to trial. The prosecutors put a circus performer on the stand to show how it is possible for someone to hogtie themselves. Mm. A contortionist. Yeah. Yeah. There's no DA evidence that connects this man. Aside from the physical, Mm. there's no DNA that makes it at all possible. They put this man in a maximum prison facility. Mm-hmm. Then they move him to a chain gang where he gets beat within an inch of his life. Mm. Barely survives. And he's in there for like, I think, seven, eight years. Mm. Finally, he takes the time to uh, like file a, file a pro se motion, which is basically when a prisoner represents themselves. Mm-hmm. And he does it on the basis of he discovers that the prosecutors has withheld key evidence that clearly showed beyond all the other ridiculousness that had already happened in the courtroom that there was no way he could have done it. Mm-hmm. So he files to have his conviction vacated. 
And the judge that he files with is notorious for never vacating convictions. Mm-hmm. But he decides this is his last gasp, Esbert. And he says in the podcast, he said, basically, if this hadn't worked, I had been amassing drugs for the past six months. And I had decided if it wasn't going to work, then I would OD. Mm-hmm. If I survived the OD, I would escape from the medical facility where they take people. Yeah. And if I didn't, if I died, then either way, I was not going to be in jail. Mm. That's where this man was. Yeah. Yeah. Miracle upon miracles. The injustice is so huge mm. that this super right-wing conservative asshole in Louisiana judge who never, ever, ever clears anybody mm-hmm. who's part of the system that sends all these people to jail yes. grants his wish because mm. it's so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And so now after, I guess it was about eight or nine years or ten years, I don't know exactly what the time was, he's, he's finally free. Mm-hmm. So they're interviewing him and talking about how, you know, like, he never lost his faith in the possibility of proclaiming his innocence, but had lost faith, obviously, he was kind of at this point where he was just like, I cannot live in right, right, this right, situation right, right. anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just, you know, listening to that was so profound. And that somehow through all this process, although his family had been horribly victimized, again, by this whole thing, that he was able to, like, find some space to still to be... Human. Yeah, I'm, I'm tired of that. You know what? I'm just tired of the story of black people being human through all their, their injustice and their, I and know. their treatment. I know. But, you know? I, I'm but ready for is... black people. I'm ready for you guys to become inhuman. Okay? <laughs> or metahuman. Or just I some... I like metahuman. <laughs> metahuman would be nice. But, but I've always dreamed about that as a kid. You know, of being metahuman. Yeah. So that we could, you know, somehow right the wrongs. The constant wrongs that we all overlook every single day because... Yeah. Ah, because it's the system. Because well, it is the system. because it's so overwhelming. If you don't, you start to really lose hope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes difficult to get out of bed. Right. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, you it's, can't already, pay rent, it's already difficult to get like out of bed. And you become like that homeless guy who now lost his lawn chair and is being blamed <laughs> for the failure his, of I-85. Who lost his one <laughs> single lawn chair. Thank you. 
So you know, uh, Mayor you De Blasio. Like how I tied that all together? It, it's all it's all tied together. It's all tied together. It's all tied together. I like how you know that it's all tied together. It is. Mayor it is. De Blasio says he's going to close Rikers Island. Wow, that's incredible. That wow. In a way, that's kind of sad because one of one of the great rap songs by Cool G Rap mm-hmm. with the title Rikers Island. That song will become defunct if they close Rikers Island. They'll open another. Well, they're going to open many little, little, little Rikers. Oh, lovely. So it's hard to find Rikers. one target. <laughs> one target for gonna, systemic abuse. They're going to spread it out. They're, so. they're going to open up neighborhood Rikers oh my God. facilities so that people can be closer to their family. Won't you be my neighbor? I got to tell you something. I, I visited. This is a, totally normalizing incarceration. You know that, right? Well, I, I visited a friend in Rikers many, many years ago. And I got to tell you something, Internet. Don't. If you're a friend of mine, don't go to jail. And don't be in a hospital because honestly, I, I fucks with you. But I mean, other than my wife, I'm not checking for you <laughs> if you're in one of these spots. I can't. First of all, you feel like an inmate. Yeah. To go through the processing. Yeah. At, at any at any prison, Rikers especially, but any place, you mm-hmm. you feel like an inmate mm-hmm. the way you're treated just to be processed to visit someone. Um, but the just the, the whole notion. That this place is like, you know, you have to, there's only one bridge on mm-hmm. to get on and to get out. Right. And it's just this incredible facility. I mean, right here in this city, we have been, you know, we've been locking up 14, 15-year-olds yep. in this incredible facility. Yep. You know, for the last 20, 25 years. Well, that's an amazing story about... Um Khalid Browder? Khalid Browder, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Which is not, unfortunately, an outlier. He just... His story became more public, but there's so many people that are caught in that loop in that system. I I mean, and and people who ultimately don't take their lives, but still live with us. Well, I think they die a different, slower death. They're they're dying inside, certainly. Certainly. So we're we're, we're really... We're we're in such a crazy, crazy time. But you know what? You guys knew that. You guys knew that. I, I'll tell you what. CS, we've got to have some good news for the people. I know. How did we get all into this? I don't even know. I don't know. We just be going there. I know. We I know. be going there. I'm sorry, internets. But we have other good stuff to talk about. Like it's springtime now. It's springtime. And it's freezing. It's cold okay. as fuck. <laughs> like what the heck? Well, I'm excited though. I'm excited for springtime. Anywho. I forgot what sunlight was like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Yeah, we've had a, just a bunch of, a stretch of dank. But you want to know something? Even when it's been cold, you know, we've had some sun. But it's been cold. It's really been, it's been too cold for spring. It's been cold. I guess it's more of the, now that the, <clears throat> we have daylight savings time? Is that where we are? In? Whatever. Yeah, they got to get rid of that. They got to get rid of daylight But now it gets lighter earlier did, and it stays What did I later. save from this? I don't know. I don't feel like I saved anything. Yeah, you know, I feel like daylight savings time is, is just a bad is a bad name. Is that your phone ringing? That is my phone ringing. Yes. What's up with that? You know That's... we're supposed to t- internet. If you have ever listened to this podcast, you know that DP likes to tell me all the time to put my phone down. And my phone is down. My phone is not in my but hand. It's ringing. I can't help that. Turn it off. It's off. You you don't hear the ring, do you? I heard the buzz. You, that's right. You heard a buzz, but you yeah. didn't hear the ring. How do I know that the ring isn't the buzz? 
Because it's exactly, the buzz. Exactly. Because it's the buzz. The buzz is the ring. No, it's not. It is. A ring is a ring. Please. Internets. Don't act crazy. <laughs> that's my that's my that's my little protege right there. My little sneaker video protege right there. I have a little protege now. You have a little protege. I have a twelve year old protege who I am directing on making sneaker review videos. Oh Lord help us. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I believe the children of the future. <laughs> Teach them well and let them lead the way. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right. So, but today is April 1st. Would that make him like nephew sneaker? If your uncle sneaker? He's, he could be nephew sneaker. Nephew sneaker. He could be nephew. But I don't want him. No. No. no I don't want Is that people, too much? I don't know. No. I want him to be. His own thing. Yes, right. That's right. Definitely. You were such a good parental figure. I, I'm no, no, no. I'm I'm Uncle Sneaker. Okay. I'm that cool uncle. <laughs> All right. I'm that cool uncle. You can you can smoke dust around. Oh no, 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 no. All right. No, no. He no. may ask you no, for no, some. No, no, no. All right. I'm that cool uncle whose house you go over because you're trying to escape the the tyrannic rule of your parents, but I eventually give you back. You know, I let you have a day or two. Right. To, to get it out of your and system. And you return him high on it, whatever. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't return them high. Okay. They must sober up. Before oh, oh okay, okay. They're well, allowed to okay. get high. Okay. But then they have to sober up and they have to. Well, as long as, as, that's long right, as that, that's right. no, that no, propriety no, no, no. is you don't, you don't return. You don't return them oh, back home worse. Oh, my gosh. You let them get whatever the, the angst they have out of their system. Uh-huh. You know, you pat them on the back and yeah. say, all right, now, straighten, straighten up. Okay, you got to go back home. To our friends A&P, please disregard this last segment. <laughs> Rest assured, our godchild will never be in this position. <laughs> we will make sure that we take good care. <laughs> there will be no dust smoking. Of the zibby. No, <laughs> there, there will, will be, be no, no dust. No drinking, no drugging. Wait, hold on for a second. We we don't make those decisions, though, CS. Oh, yes, we do. No, we yes, don't. Yes, we do. See, this is the point. Too many times people think that for a 13-year-old, 14-year-old, 15-year-old, 16-year-old, you make decisions for them. And, and you, you certainly do have some kind of judgment and rule mm-hmm. over them. Mm-hmm. But but as they're trying to formulate who they are as people, mm-hmm. you want to be closer to them because the people I don't want them taking too much guidance from are the people outside of the loving circle. Absolutely. Of course. I agree with that. 100%. Red James, 33 chains, 
Ocean now, cruising Biscayne. Hit fire, top on. That's a liability. Bit Hit the gas, boosting my adrenaline. Bit fire, Percocet. Molly Percocet. Bit fire, Percocet. Molly Percocet. Bit fire, represent. Gotta represent. Chase a chick, never chase a bitch. Bit fire, mask on. Fuck it, mask off. Bit fire, mask on. Fuck it, mask off. Bit fire, Percocet. Molly Percocet. Bit fire, chase a chick, never chase a bitch. You know, so I mean, if if, if you know, you gotta be. You know, this is a great lesson that that we learned from Mrs. Joyce, our great friend, yes. Devil in the Blue. Oh yeah, I was thinking about her the other day, actually. And and she let her house become a hub mm-hmm. for her sons mm-hmm. and her, and and their friends, simply because that way she could keep an eye on who their friend circle was. Right. Right. And 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 keep them out of trouble. And right, and keep them out of and keep these young men. Off of the Brooklyn streets, which right. during the seventies and eighties and nineties were unforgiving, yes. and 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 very dangerous mm-hmm. for young black males. So I mean, and black females also, and, and always black females. It's always dangerous for black females. Right, that's true. You know, so hopefully uh, they'll <laughs> return uh, some of these girls in D.C. to their homes. Some are runaways. Some are certainly kidnapped. And some are um, victims of Johnson and Johnson. Possibly, possibly Johnson and Johnson class action lawsuit, baby powder, baby powder out here giving people cancer, baby powder. All my classmates that used to put baby powder all in their chest, all up in their drawers and stuff like that. Be safe though. See, that's the thing. I was reading about that, and I, I just don't. I was, ast- I mean, I was horrified. So, for those of you who don't know, Johnson Johnson just recently settled a class action lawsuit for millions and millions of dollars. Because basically it was discovered that at the same time, scientists were basically, had found out that talcum powder in large quantities um, were basically cancer-causing, right? Mm-hmm. And so, people who use it on their bodies, specifically women who, like, use it for, quote-unquote, intimate care... Um, ended up with higher rates of ovarian cancer. Mm. So at the same time that they realized this, they decided to increase their marketing to, to double black, down the marketing to, to black women, to African Americans, to yeah. African American women, yeah. because they knew. So it, you know, kind of ties in this whole thing about black people and being presentable in public and issues about like, you know, the racist tropes of, of how black people smell and all mm-hmm. this stuff. Mm-hmm. And also just in general, a social discomfort with the idea that, bodies are what they are and, mm-hmm. and they have smells and they have fluids and you know why do we have to mask vaginas i don't understand this at all but in any case it's a discussion for another day uh <laughs> the thing that i mean it was horrifying to read about this and one of the main plaintiffs died of cancer before the whole thing got settled and she was like 42 she's so young mm-hmm. um but totally lost my but but <laughs> no, just getting back to the to the entire idea of of the interconnectedness. Oh, oh, I know, okay. I know. I'm sorry. Should we clip this? No, go go okay. go. So the thing was, is that I didn't know that this was a thing. Okay. I didn't know baby powder was a thing. Sometimes I wonder if you really grew up black. I mean, but in the, so they're talking. Shut up. So they're talking <laughs> in the article about how. You know, there's this thing where you put baby powder in your panties. You put I never baby powder that. all over. Who you, does ne- that? you never saw kids with baby powder all up to their neckline. Of course, I did. But there. I thought, but 
I thought... Can I be very real with be you? Be real with me. I thought those were the weirdos. Because yeah. I'm like, who... First of all, it's white. Mm-hmm. Your skin is not the same color as a talc powder. <laughs> like, there is no way that that makes sense. But, but, and what but is it pull doing? Back, pull I don't back, even understand Pull back that. to understand the things that you just mentioned. And, and all of the pressure... The, the ideological pressure that it gets put on people yeah, to, for, for hygiene issues, yeah. for, like you said, uh, body odor issues, yeah. all these things that get put on people. And, I mean, people were, were covering themselves in baby powder. I remember this. I know. But I, I just never I, I, was, I told it. you, I went, I went through a time of putting baby powder into my underwear. I did. Oh, And Lordy. that shit was like, yo, mad chafing. <laughs> So I stopped it. I mean, it didn't last long for me. Thank God. But I was like, yo, I don't know why people are doing this because it's like, you know. But seriously, I mean, I think what it is is. This thing is bad for my nuts. <laughs> it is bad for your nuts. Yo. It's bad for your it vulva. Was very it's bad. bad for your vagina. It it's was very bad, bad. for your lungs. You know, I think about all those kids that I used to see with like the. Well, not all of them, but the handful of them that I'd see with like yeah, the baby yeah, powder. Up to their neck think line. about them smelling it and, mm-hmm. and inhaling it and what that does to your lungs. But, mm-hmm. but it, I mean, the thing that like it's asbestos. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. It's actually personal asbestos. Mm-hmm. And the thing that's kind of, tra- I mean, it's tragic on a lot of levels. But when you think about it, so we have a society that still. Um, uh, traffics in racial and sexual stereotypes, right? Yes. So, on the one hand, you have some parents generationally passing down um, personal care habits mm-hmm. that are meant to shield their children from those types of assumptions about their bodies. Yes. Right? Yes. So that no one can ever accuse their child of smelling yes. or being unclean yes. or sweaty. Yes. Yes. And the, the, the horrible irony <laughs> that the shield that one passes down to protect your child from these debilitating, nasty stereotypes and assumptions about their personal self end up being just as dangerous in no, a more personal, more dangerous, more dangerous in a in a more personal, intimate mm, way mm, than mm. than what you're trying to shield them. Isn't from. that fantastic? How America does that? I think that's. I don't know that fantastic would be the word I'd use. I, I think we have to say fantastic, not fantastic in the good sense, but fantastic in the incredible, ironic, tragic, awful. Like, God damn it! How the hell did we get here? How can we not escape this? You, this vicious circle is inescapable. Didn't we say we were going to switch to something happy? I know, I know. <laughs> you, know you know what? You know what? Internet. I feel like it's time for me to find those drugs my man stashed when he was in prison and have some. All right. Yo, I, I hate to hold you guys' ears hostage. All right. It's- a cobra walks into a bar. <laughs> We're laughing. Internet. Internet. It's first Saturday. All right. I hope you have a wonderful April Fool's Day, a wonderful beginning to your spring. We are sorry, sorry, sorry that we don't come into your ear holes more often than we do. Wow. And no. And no, we are. We are sorry Can for that. Can we put it differently, though? We already that did. That just it. sounded wrong. We just put it that, that way. Was so we just wrong. put it that way. All I know is that this is the Newlyweds podcast. We love with, you. With Dallas Penn and CS. And we'll be back. 
Not sure when, <laughs> but we'll be back. Pray for us. Pray for us. Amen. <laughs>